Oh, hey. Sorry I didn't see you there. This is an audio medium. If you grew up with Disney Channel shows, decoms, and music, the Time Machine is ready for you to take a trip back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine Podcast with me, Becca Stogner. And me, Hunter Martin. Becca showed off her Robin Williams tattoo on her bicep. I just have on a short sleeve shirt. Yes, but it's more prominent than I'm used to seeing. I'm sorry. I'm not saying it's. I'm not <laughs> saying it's bad. That's the whole point of having tattoos is for people to look at them. And why me calling you out? Are you embarrassed? I don't know. It just feels weird coming from you. <laughs> and your and your plain skin. My plain pale skin. Do you have Planet Fitness? No. Oh, so I have the twenty dollar um, Planet Fitness um, almost said subscription um, uh, membership, mm-hmm. and I never. And so twenty dollars. The reason I did it was because so I can go to any Planet Fitness I wanted to. Yeah. Um, because at the time I was just traveling for work, and I was like, oh well, it's just easier to do it up here than rather at my house anyway. I just don't take advantage of the full things you get with. Um, uh, a membership at Planet Fitness, i.e. the tanning beds, my pale skin. <laughs> Should I use the tanning bed? I've never been in a tanning bed before. I am afraid of tanning beds because of Why? Final, final, final Destination. destination. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My sister used to go to tanning bed all the time, and in high school, she would keep her little tanning bed glasses in her... Um, in her car. Oh, my God. And, you know, they look like little goggles. And yeah. I'm like, what is this? You go and swim in. You go swim alone. You go for a dip. Go and tan in. Well, if you're going to expose me, I'm going to expose you. You, sir, after saying that you wouldn't, went back and watched, what, all of the New Ravens <gasps> okay. episodes? No. Okay. <laughs> I just feel like admit- the people should know. <laughs> I didn't watch them all. I was just curious. Curious minds like to wander. I know, um, and I regretted curiosity. my decision. <laughs> I didn't watch. I didn't watch any full episodes. I literally watched like scenes. So still more than you and, said. So, but I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want to relive the horror. I did watch um, John Mulaney's new stand-up special out of morbid curiosity, and it's fine. It's fine. John Mulaney had a John Mul baby. Has anyone said that right. before? Yeah, uh, I I used to be like a very big John Mulaney fan, and that new special is a lot less his old like whimsical brand of comedy, and a lot more like, yeah, I'm a piece of shit. So what? Well, the whole special, he's just like talking about him going to rehab and like all the stuff he did when he was on drugs and and all that. So it's the oh, whole yeah, vibe yeah, of yeah. the special is basically just like I'm not a good person. I've only watched one John Mulaney special, and it was the John Mulaney and the Lunch Pail Kids. The Sack Lunch Bunch? The Sack Lunch Bunch. I've actually never watched that. Really? Mm-mm. I feel like that's like, if you're not a John Mulaney fan, that's the one that everyone has seen. Kind of like everyone's first thing, I guess for me, like, was Bo Burnham's Inside. Was yeah. the first time I watched like a full length Bo Burnham special. Yeah. Like God, I remember access. sitting down to watch that being like, this will be funny. Oh, Bo Burnham? Bo Burnham? <laughs> yeah. 
And then I finished well, inside and was like, well, I'm currently going to be having a crisis for the next uh, six months. Well, I'm wondering if these stories will give you a crisis. I believe they and we're shall. Gonna find out. I believe they shall. <laughs> There's one that causes a crisis, but we'll get to it. But until then, let's get into some Disney 411. Disney 411. All right. First story of the Disney 411 is singer, actress, and star of HBO's Euphoria, Zendaya, drove the crowd at Coachella Wild when she took the stage with the singer Labyrinth in a surprise performance of two songs from the show. It was her first live performance in seven years. In March wow, of last and she year. she still did better than Frank Ocean. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> after the performance, Zendaya went on Instagram and said, I cannot express my gratitude enough for this magical night. Thank you to my brother Labyrinth for inviting me and giving me the most beautiful safe space to be on stage again. And to the crowd tonight, wow, my heart is still so full. She continued adding that she was grateful for her audience who made all my nerves melt away. What song? So I watched they the do? video. Uh the, the 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 guilty or innocent my love is imminent. all for us I'm feeling it. yeah and nice. then the one that she's the one that plays at the um end of euphoria season two I'm where tired, she's walking out probably yeah yeah those two that's the nice. one she came out to that's um hmm. did you watch the did you watch the videos of her walking out I think I saw a clip from when she was already on the stage you need to watch the videos of her walking out and the audience realizes it's Zendaya. It's, I've never heard anything like that. You could barely hear her because it was so loud. It was it was crazy. What do you think about Zendaya getting back into the ring of performing? She should have done replay. She should have stayed in that <laughs> song replay. Maybe. That would have been crazy. I know. I wonder if people know that. That's exciting. Song. I think Coachella Weekend 2 really needed something big like that to turn around like the disappointment from the end of weekend yeah. one. So that's really cool. I mean, that's cool for her. It's cool to see. Those are two fabulous songs as well. Imagine people going to Coachella weekend one, no Zendaya, a terrible Frank Ocean performance. Weekend two, no Frank Ocean, but you get a Zendaya. And maybe you see Blink-182 if that's, maybe see Blink if that's up your alley. But you should see the video of people realizing who aren't really paying attention to the Labyrinth set that it's Zendaya. People are storming like the crowd. They're like, Zendaya! So, she shook it up. Good person. She shook, she shook it up. She shook it up. All right. Um, I think our next story, speaking of, you better shake it up. I guess this story counts as a little Romano Roundup. Yeah. It's Christy Carlson Romano. All right. So on recently on Christy Carlson Romano's podcast, Vulnerable, Annalise Vanderpool was a guest, and she revealed that Raven Simone was originally playing the sidekick in That's So Raven, which I think I already knew that. Yeah, I think we've talked about I think that I, before. Yeah, so but she kind of went into more detail about it. So that's where even actress Annalise Vanderpool gazed into the past for a shocking revelation about the history of the beloved Disney Channel sitcom. She went on to say, when I auditioned, the show was called Absolutely Psychic. It wasn't called That's Raven at all. At the time, Raven wasn't the lead. She was a sidekick. They were looking for a lead. I came into audition for the lead. I think the character's name was Molly. I auditioned and a couple other people auditioned. I didn't get the part. Someone else got the part. 
but when they filmed, they realized Raven was the funniest one and had a following, and so they bumped her up to first position and started auditioning people again. Vanderpool recalled that the network held auditions once again after shifting the story to focus on the character of Raven. She went on to say, I went into a big catacall and I finally got the part. I think the character's name was like Molly, then Emma, and then it became Chelsea, and I think it was kind of uh, I think it was kind of like racism at a low level, if that's even a possibility. They couldn't really see a black girl like Raven leading the show. So, you can't have Raven be second banana. Of course not. No. And it does make sense that having, at the time, Raven had, was on the Cosby show. She was like, she was like a name as yeah. a, a child star name. That's not all they doing- talked about on this pod. That's not all they talked about on the pod. Um, did you listen? No. But before not, we get into more of what they talked about, do you have any thoughts on Raven breaking barriers, of course? Of course. I, I feel like that's information that we knew already. At least I knew that, that it was called yeah. Absolute Psychic, and that Raven wasn't originally the the lead. I didn't know Chelsea, Audley uh, Sandra Paul auditioned for the lead. Could you imagine if Chelsea was... <laughs> The lead what would Annalisa's vision face have looked like? Oh, I don't even. It know. would have been Cro- so cross-eyed. hammy. <laughs> cross-eyed. She's just um, like ooh. <laughs> so I listened to the pod, and there were some revelations. Not really. I guess like the more behind the scenes of that when they did the Circle of Life together. That was when Christy Carlson said that's when she got to really hang out with Raven and Annalise. And she said she was so jealous of all of them because she wanted to be friends with them so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and how uh, Christy Carlson knew, I mean, uh, showed uh, Raven and Annalise her boobs during the circle of life. She did. Uh, filming. She did. Um, and what were some other things they mentioned? Um, Chelsea, they- uh, not Chelsea. Annalise said that she basically knew Raven was um, gay from the second she met her. Yeah, she said she like in when they were filming their first episode was like yeah, so. which is crazy because I just feel like I I mean the L word did premiere in two thousand four, so maybe queer women were more on the public conscience by then. But like I don't think that's something I would have ever thought about a person. Yeah, until like maybe yeah. five years ago. <laughs> um, what else did they talk about? And then they talked about their experience both being on Bell on Broadway. Yeah. They also mentioned, was. like, they both mentioned that they get asked a lot to talk about their experience on Disney like it was some kind of horrible thing. And they they both were like, we didn't have a bad time, but we do think that, like, the treatment of um, child stars is more so what needs to be addressed. She did bring up, like, Orlando Brown's name was dropped. Mm-hmm. Of, like... Stars who quote unquote went off the rails like Amanda Bynes and Orlando Brown and that stuff. Yeah. Um, which only that, I feel like only Raven and Annalise know truly the road that Orlando Brown has yeah. gone down. But he's on a reality show right now on a network I've never heard of. And it's <laughs> something, Mr. Brown. I wonder if he knows that they're dropping the name Eddie Thomas on Raven's home. That's so crazy that they talk about Eddie. I know. They don't really it, talk about it. They they talk crazy. about him in past tense. Yeah, but, but it's you know so I mean. crazy that like, I think season five is the first time they have ever said Eddie. Yeah. And it's going to continue uh, in season six. So that just like, it signifies some Tanya. kind of turning point. And Tanya. 
Mm-hmm. Eddie and Tanya. All right. Are we ready for the last story? Oh, that's a big one. That made us want to pull our hair, our hair, every hair in our body out <laughs> one by one. Oh, I can't believe that this, this Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone reported on this. The Rolling Stone publication. <laughs> all right. Let's start. Let's start. Okay. This is all about Miley's quote unquote secret album so miley fans found evidence of a possible secret album someone on tiktok made a video showing his findings as he explained on the same day that cyrus put out endless summer vacation an artist named clara pierce also uploaded uploaded an album called down with me which the artwork was made by like microsoft paint yeah (laughs) and the picture Uh, on spotify was just of like some girl like so close up. Like a yeah. uh, the TikTok says, "Give it a listen." There is no way this is not Miley Cyrus. He also showed that that when you type in Clara Pierce on Google, there are no results. Who has zero entries on Google and has made an an entire produced album? A the lot TikTok of then played a clip of a I know of a song called <laughs> "Hands of Time" that sounded just like Cyrus. Hours after the first TikTok on the mystery um, made a video with an update, he shared that it's most likely the pop star scrapped album, She Is Miley Cyrus, which was supposed to come out after the album or EP um, with Mother's Daughter. She is coming. Which is exactly... She is coming. Which is exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Someone just uploaded things from YouTube on Spotify like any normal person can. Yeah. And just like had it out. Probably so they can listen to it without looking up it up on YouTube. And they got away with it for like a month and a half. And then because Miley has been so rescinded, the the fans lost their minds. (laughs) The fans are like, (laughs) like credit, like even people on TikTok I follow that review music were talking about it. It it wasn't like some underground thing. Yeah, it was everywhere. Like... (laughs) Guy, like, and in the comments were like, this is AI. AI is getting out of control. I said, are we losing oxygen to our brains, love? <laughs> I, somebody in the comments was saying that, like, something like this has happened to Lady Gaga before. Like, it's just very typical. It happens all the time. As easy as it is to get stuff uploaded to Spotify and Apple. Like, people will upload unreleased. Like, music look at us. And, well, <laughs> don't say that. Right, if we could if we could upload this podcast to Spotify, anyone can. People will upload like covers from YouTube or just like unreleased stuff from YouTube to Spotify as a podcast so they can listen to it and it yeah. always gets taken down. But like I was I was just begging people to use their <laughs> use their noodle. <laughs> um now if you YouTube some of the songs that that person uploaded on Spotify, they're they've been taken down on YouTube now. Really? Yeah. The Miley I I, I wanted to see Dang. Yeah. But um, not that one release song that I sent you that's not included on Clara Pierce's album. Ooh, well, maybe we shouldn't um, say the name or else. <laughs> uh, we won't. We won't. We won't. If you, if you, if you want to hear it, DM us and we'll send it to you. Um, but is this what happens when Miley has been MIA? We're clamoring at well, anything. She did make an appearance. She was seen. She's out of the so- She's out of the salon and out She's of hiding. Out of the salon, half brown, half blonde. Also worthy to note that a video of her singing "Angels Like You" went viral this week, went viral. and now "Angels Like You" is climbing the charts again. And so is and now, 
it's it was been a very like miley viral moment this week the fact that angels like you i think is doing better on the charts right now than river did should be a big hello in the ear to her team (laughs) like we're screaming (laughs) (laughs) Ah! promote your album (laughs) where is she well we saw her we know she's somewhere I just like angels like you immediately was like boom 88 and river was like panting and clawing and crying the river has the river has dried up and the angels came down and said what is going on here (laughs) what is going on here we need a kiss from the angels um i think she did post something on instagram this week with the caption i'm sorry that you're jaded which is a welcome change from the (laughs) eternally grateful endless fountain of grace shit that she's been posting and the photos and the photos are more like miley s photos that she they are so i do think they're not just her like there's like a chart you're like thanks for flowers love you what if they just started posting billboard screenshots on her instagram that's what she does all the time i do so think we're getting something video soon so that's yeah. a it's, it's a crumb but i'll take it i'll pretend it's a four course meal <laughs> we have to to survive <laughs> we we're like to. yellow jackets we're like the yellow jackets out here we were eating up claire pierce like we're desperate out here <laughs> please <Jeez. laughs> like she has to know, like, hmm, maybe I should say something. Well, the fact that her team was, like, so swift to take those down as soon as it started getting any kind of recognition. Y'all have to know that we are out here scrounging. Give us something. Please. What if at the end of the Jaden video, it cuts to black and it says tour 2024? Don't say that. I'd be like, 24? Don't even say that. I won't. We don't even know if there's a music video coming, but I think it's... We don't, but I I think maybe. Why would she post that on Instagram? Yeah. We'll check back in. We'll check back in. Of course. Of course. Well, that's the end of the Disney 4-on-1 stories we have today. What are we talking about? Oh, well... For the rest of our time here. (laughs) Spring has sprung. As we said last week, we are pretty much full into the throes of spring at this point, and... You think of spring, you think of like bunnies and sunshine and flowers and spring fling dances, maybe, if you're Lizzie maybe. McGuire. <laughs> yes, we are talking about the episode of Lizzie McGuire called You're a Good Man, Lizzie McGuire. Uh, this was season two, episode 13. And fun fact, this episode is written by the same person who wrote the first Cheetah Girls movie. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, so, have you ever seen this episode before? I've not. I remember this episode, watching it. Um, so, basically, a good before we get deep dive into it, um, just like Becca said, this is a spring fling. Um, spring has flung. Uh, spring has flung and sprung. And a lot of middle school dances at this middle school. Right. Um, and it's about Kate and Lizzie preparing for the dance and they knock over Kate knocks over a statue and the dance will not continue unless someone fesses up who broke the statue and then in the little brother Matt storyline him and his friend Lanny are trying to earn enough money to get a fancy bike the most typical little brother and the friend B plot you could get to yeah little brother and the friend need money for something stupid (laughs) 
Um, all right, so I guess I mean let's let's spring on into the episode. Well, interesting also to note that this episode comes one episode before another episode of Lizzie McGuire that we have covered. That was the the first day of eighth grade, and the Sevi. Yeah. So I guess nothing happens in between the spring fling dance and the next school year. Well, obviously, Lizzie McGuire is not known for airing episodes in order, <laughs> because I think if I remember correctly. So, like, the Liz McGuire movie is supposed to be the bow on top of the series. You right. Know? But I think the movie aired, and then a whole other year of episodes were still airing. And they were still in middle school. Well, I guess also fitting for us to cover Lizzie McGuire this week, because we are a little under a week away from the official yeah. 20th anniversary yeah. of the Lizzie McGuire movie. May 2nd, 20 years. May 2nd. And if you want to, if you want to learn about uh, behind the scenes, go uh, uh, listen to our chat with the Liz McGuire movie director, Jim Fall. Yeah, that was a great one. Um, that was a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's get into it. So we cut to the dynamic trio. Of course. And they're, talk- and they're talking about the spring fling dance. And I guess they're there for the, the um, party dance committee mm-hmm. they've all signed up for the dance committee and lizzie and miranda are just talking about the dance and they're very stressed that well i think miranda's more stressed that they don't have dates mm-hmm. were you stressed about getting a date no. to a dance in middle school one did you go to dances in middle school i went to one i think i also went to one maybe two it was hawaii themed Ugh, i don't even think mine yeah. were themed i think they were just in the gym and the lights were off they were, mine was in the gym, and um, and I think me and my friends just sat on the bleachers while people were dancing on the gym floor. I'll never forget um, the final song of the night. It was a slow dance, and it was to Live Like You Were Dying by Tim McGraw. <laughs> that was the final dance of the night. I remember being at one um, that I insisted upon wearing black dress pants to, because I was like, I'm not wearing a dress <laughs> And so I had my hair like flat ironed by my hairstylist that day, and I had a horrible pimple on hair, my chin. Hairstylist, all right now. Like the person who cut my hair. Oh. <laughs> I just went and like for a special appointment, and she flat ironed my hair, and I had a horrible pimple on my chin, and I wore my uh, Alice Cullen Twilight choker with like a ruffle top that I wore to church and black dress pants and flats because I was like, I'm not wearing a dress. And they played like Poker Face by Lady Gaga and Boom Boom Pow by the Black Eyed Peas. And I sat Ooh. in the bleachers for like 20 minutes and called my mom and I said, pick me up. And we went to Sonic. Pick me up. I'm not, I, I need to up. get Boom Boom out of here. <laughs> and I still um, hate that song. I have never liked that song. I love that song. Aww. I like now, it. I got a feeling that's a different story. So Lizzie, Miranda, and Gordon are just talking about it, that they want to... Lizzie has all these ideas for the dances, and they're like, well, you know, Kate's just going to be able to be in charge. And then Gordo, of course, being a stick in the mud, and he's like, I don't even know why I'm here. Well, they're like, Gordo, because he's complaining about something like he always does. He's always um, yeah. um, About, like, dances are a structure for popular people to pick popular people to go... <laughs> the dance with and us non-popular people just dances are for there. the bourgeoisie right. <laughs> Gordo and, where did you learn and that word and then Gordo uh, Lizzie and Miranda are like well Gordo why are you here and then Gordo goes well I thought there was free food and they're like there's no free food and then Gordo just leaves to a sound effect that's like with- <laughs> 
<laughs> I wrote down as he's with a Looney Tune sound effect following mm-hmm. him out with the uh, Scooby Doo like blah, 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 like the scrambling yeah, legs. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Lizzie says that they have to be on the dance committee because that's like the only excuse that you have to go to the dance if you don't have a date. Right. And that, that's when I was like, I, I, I guess it makes sense. Uh, but Miranda was very um, needed a date because was, she was very yeah, desperate. And, like, 13. Yeah. Oh, my God. Miranda got on my less nerve in this, really? <laughs> this episode. We'll talk about it. Um, but... Uh, Sound the trumpets because we have a very special <laughs> guest star entering the scene. Within moments, principal of the middle school comes in, and it's none other than Disney Channel legend himself, Phil Lewis. Phil Lewis. Ah! So, what was your reaction when Phil Lewis walked in? I said, "Phil." <laughs> Is it weird to see him in a single cam and not a sitcom style for camera? No, because most of his line deliveries were still very. Like at one point he was like, "No," and I was like, "Marion." He was very, he was very um, Mosby esque. He was. His voice was a little bit more not as like, we know when Mosby gets annoyed, he'd be like, "I'm not doing that." Yeah, but there were a couple of words that he said in like places he chose to put emphasis that I was just like, mm-hmm. "He was Mosby light." He was Mosby light. He was moving his way up the pipeline. Further proof yeah. of Disney actors making their way through the pool um well this is one of three appearances that phil lewis has throughout the series wow as the principal so maybe we'll see him again maybe we'll see him again um but he gives out the assignments of the dance uh the dance committee kate looks at lizzie and says something like "Ooh, it's a big responsibility and he's like you know what kate you're right lizzie you're also on decorations with kate and then lizzie's like (laughs) yeah Lizzie's like and then we get another this is another episode that is about. Well, this one like another like Kate and Lizzie, kind of like. I mean, buttonheads when isn't again. It that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of pink on pink with Lizzie in this episode. Lizzie's first outfit has like she has a pink headband and a pink tank top with like three long strings coming off of it <laughs> that were like sitting on the leg of her jeans, and I was like, oh, those are cool jeans, and then I realized it was part of her shirt. But you but you always say pink on pink Lizzie is at her most powerful. That's true. And there was a lot of pink on pink. And you in know this what? Episode. I think the last time I said that, they were also in this very same room. Huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Getting uh, assignments for a party in which Kate right. tries to usurp all the responsibility, but Lizzie wins in the end. <laughs> the writers' uh, so room. We... The writers' room needs a little bit of a of a shakeup. <laughs> That's why they only did it for 65 episodes. That's true. They're Imagine like, the 100 that they're like, all right, episode 78. I think, uh, oh, I have it. Maybe Lizzie wants to be on the decorating committee <laughs> and Kate wants to as well. And they butt heads. And then maybe at the end, uh, Lizzie wins and no one is on Kate's side. They're like we did that in episode 12, episode 24, episode 30. But this time Lizzie's wearing pink. <laughs> Episode nine, episode... (laughs) Like, all right, red on red. So Ah. we, after the theme song, of course, we'll figure it out on the way. We we find ourselves in the McGuire kitchen. And Lizzie is in her edible arrangements era putting a bunch of flowers in a basket. And she's just like, do you think this would make a good table decoration? And I was like, is the theme Dorothy in Kansas? 
<laughs> yeah, what is the theme for this yeah, spring? Yeah, what is the flower? theme? It did look like like the the flower from Shrek, like the big daisy. Blue flower, red thorns. Blue flower, red thorns. <laughs> that was that was that's Lizzie going to going to get decorations. Blue flower, red thorns. Blue flower, red thorns. And her mom comes in and is like, "Those better not be from my garden." Right. I said, "Okay, Joe, with the green thumb." But Lizzie is like. Well, like if I don't if I don't do a good job decorating, everybody's gonna be mad at me, and then I'm gonna have to be a mathlete. Which I think is so funny that she thinks she's gonna have to be a mathlete, even if she's not. Which good at means, math. yeah. What if you're not good at math? This episode also has a lot of Mean Girls motifs. Really, one like of them, so. mathlete like as punishment. Okay, we'll get to the rest. But yeah, she's like, I'm gonna be a mathlete, mm-hmm. and then the dad comes in and goes, Well, I was a mathlete, and then we get kind of throwbacks. We get a jump scare. And- <laughs> And I think, well, you know what the dad, Robert Carradine, who plays Sam, the father, he's knows he's most famous for, right? He was in the movie, the eighties movie Revenge of the Nerds. Mm, that and tracks. I think those are, and I think those are the photos of that movie. Oh my gosh! From Revenge That's of funny. the Nerds, and they just kind of photoshopped him in. Yeah, I just love um, like it never fails to amaze me when Lizzie McGuire does like a jump scare. <laughs> You're you're never like prepared for them because you because you just think it's like oh she's about this girl going through middle school and then you start the episode and Gordo exits stage right with a Looney Tunes uh, <laughs> sound effect and then jump scares of random pictures oh and then after that fact when he's like I was a mathlete jump scare photo he walks away Joe panics and is like take as many flowers as you need like she is so worried Lizzie will end up like her father that she's just like pull up Basically the whole garden. Giving- Give, giving Lizzie a shovel. It's like, go at it. She's like, you know what? Why don't you just run a lawnmower over the garden? <laughs> you know what? Here are the clippers. Which then, of course, brings us to our B plot. Now, forgive me if I'm asking this, but is this your? Is this the first episode we watched that features Lanny? I think that or- prominently features Lanny, but it is not the first time that I have uh, brushed with Lanny. <laughs> this is the most jokes about lanny not talking i have ever heard in a single episode though like oh my god (laughs) they would not let up yeah that was that was the whole thing the bean and they're like eating chili or something i thought it was cereal (laughs) cereal it looked like beans it looked like really like branny cereal to me yeah 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 and um what 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 do they want? They want they is this see, when they reveal they want the bite? Yeah, the dad's like reading the newspaper and they see an ad for a BMX tornado on the back mm-hmm. of the newspaper for a hundred dollars and adjusted for inflation that would be like two fifty today. Oh, okay. Yay. But it's a it's just a little bike and they both decide that they want the bike and that's about where that scene ends. So the the seed has been planted. The seed has been planted. As soon as I saw them look at the bike for the ad, I was the ad for the bike. I was like, oh, uh, I know exactly <laughs> like, how go. this is gonna play. <laughs> here we go. Um, but now we cut to Lizzie and Kate mm-hmm. um, walking out of the gym about the to talk about the party or the dance. Lizzie's in another pink on pink outfit, of course. Um. And they're just talking about maybe outside. We can do something outside. Um, wait, Kate says something about 
how this this is the way it should be. They're like, that's not about spring. Yeah, she wants it to be like fashion week in Paris or something. Oh, yeah. And Lizzie's like, that's not about spring. And then Kate is just going like off the wall with these ideas, which Lizzie's like, we have to stick to the budget. Right. Which like the way they were talking, I was like, what is your budget? Because I don't, we maybe got streamers. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, when we actually look at what the dance looks like, it looks like they didn't really have a budget anyway. No, it looks like a like a normal <laughs> yeah dance. But while you get a punch bowl and pretzels, right, and a, a job well done. <laughs> but while they're talking about that, they want to bring it outside. Kate, well, they're talking in front of this statue of what it is like the first principal of the high school of the middle school. Yeah, and Kate is thinking, oh well, we have to move this. How? Statue. If we're talking about a budget, I beg the Disney prop department to get a budget. Oh my god, this statue because it's made out of foam. So and it looks like what happens is the whole plot of this episode basically hinges on Kate is trying to move the statue, which I don't know how she thought she was going to do that in the first place. But the head falls off. But if we're if we're thinking about this in reality, and if I went to a middle school that had this statue in the middle of the courtyard, what an eyesore. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally just a head on a little stand. Right. But it looks so fake. Well, it fall- when it falls to the ground, the head splits open. I was like, is it cake? <laughs> like it- <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We don't need to do that again. Remember <laughs> back when like, lockdown? Is, is, this, is this cake or, f- <laughs> or an actual shoe? Let's cut into but it and it's, see. It's very clearly like pink construction foam that they painted a oh, little. Oh, well. Kate just knocks it over way too easily. Yeah, like if, isn't if that we're, thing fifty we're, pounds? At least, well, we're supposed to believe that this has been here forever. Yeah, and we're the also way, the way they're talking about it that Lizzie carries the head in her backpack for the remainder of the episode. Yeah, uh, it, science, physics. <laughs> Did anyone check into that before they wrote this episode? It and the way it landed, like it literally, like, it. The statue cuts in half. Mm-hmm. It was a. I was looking at something being like, "Y'all need a budget. Y'all need something." If you're gonna write a plot that finges <laughs> on a hinges <laughs> on a stone head breaking open, I, just at least make it look like stone. Yeah. Did you? Uh, I did notice when, the, like, in this, in the, the head, like, rolled onto like Lizzie's, like, beside yeah, Lizzie's. Yeah, rolls foot. like right up to her pink platform flip flop. <laughs> <laughs> and Lizzie's like, "Oh my gosh, we have. Well, we have to fix it." I did find it funny that Kate was like, oh, well, <laughs> no one saw us. <laughs> and I was like, uh, that is true, I guess. Yeah. There really is no one in the courtyard. Are they doing this after school? I guess. During class? Probably after school. Hmm. They're definitely not ditching. No. Lizzie would never. Yeah. Well, Lizzie, we'll find out, just kind of like takes the brunt of what Kate did. Yeah, instead of saying, hey, this was an accident. And I did not do it, but I was there. Oh, well. Anyway, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So we're back to Matt and Lanny. And they are, of course, doing the pivotal B-plot scene where they persuade the parents for the thing that they want. They want two separate bikes for $100 each, which, of course, the parents are like, no. Which, I'd been like, Lanny, you are not my child. Right, like, I'm not buying you a bike. (laughs) I'll maybe if Matt can give me a good reason, maybe I'll buy the bike. 
but I'm definitely not buying my son's friend. I love how dramatic speak. It, they always have to do when like the little brothers do this big dramatic presentation and start using like Shakespearean language because they think it'll work. And Matt's yeah. like, we want, nay, must have. That character does that a lot where they'll say like random things like that. And then it's funny. When they're it told I no, laughed when I was a child. When they're told no and the parents are like, maybe you could find some way to earn money to get it. They just start tap dancing. Well, I was wondering, because it's always, like, my eye catches when a character is wearing hats. Because usually characters don't wear hats. Yeah. Um, and I was like, why is Lanny wearing a hat? And then all of a sudden, he puts it down on the ground. Because they start, they start tap dancing to get tips. In their sneakers. In their sneakers. Which, I guess. But we... <laughs> Imagine just, like, walking in to a room in your tap shoes, prepared to do a tap dance, just in case your parents <laughs> say no. Just in case. Just in case. They're like, why are you wearing tap shoes? Tap, oh, tap, 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 tap. No reason. You tell me if I should keep them on. And then the dad tries <laughs> to tip them. <clears throat> and Joe, <laughs> Joe, the way she was like, if my son utters one more word to me, I'm going to throw him out of this house. The way that her husband behaves in this episode, if I was Joe, I would have been like, I need to reconsider this marriage. <laughs> I married an athlete. Like, she's disgusted by the fact that she is a math that he was a mathlete. She is disgusted by the fact that he tries to tip their child after he does a tap dance. And then later, when both the kids are going through a crisis, she's like disgusted about how he handles the way that they talk to their kids. <laughs> Joe runs the house. She does. He's with all those clips useless. in her hair. He is useless. She has all those clips in her hair and is ready for battle at any moment. I mean, remember when that man tried to go pick them up from the Aaron Carter set and got thrown in jail? <laughs> He's useless. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> but they they suggest that Matt and Lanny go next door to um, help the next door neighbor, to Mrs. Carabino, Miss Carabino, uh, with chores that she had. I think. Basically, like, help her clean her house. Yeah. Um, and what is he... I remember him... He said something about she has naked cats and something like she smells or something like that. Yeah. You know your basic um, cat lady. Yeah, your basic kind of horrifying stuff. next door neighbor that... Yeah. Um, but we see them go to the neighbor's house or do we cut to lizzie we cut back to lizzie and miranda first this is when lizzie is trying to stuff the statue in her book bag which there's nothing else in her book bag yeah (laughs) except this little statue and she's trying to stuff it into her locker and that's when miranda walks up in a shirt with a bulldog on it that says attitude is everything (laughs) i always i just have to make note of the fits on lizzie mccoy (laughs) And are you purchasing? No, but Lizzie's jeans. <laughs> Lizzie's jeans would go on my Depop wish list. <laughs> if you can do like a little like combo of like the dog and like Lizzie's jeans. Uh, Miranda's dance fit though. I was like, hmm, she's she's oh, slaying. <laughs> um, so Miranda goes. I just got asked out. She got asked out by Cody Pearson. Yes, and then and Lizzie goes. Who's Cody Pearson? So that's the whole joke is no one knows who Cody Pearson is. Apparently he's apparently hot. He's in, and, and he's in all of our classes. <laughs> Isn't that always the way? It's always the way. He just sits in the back. <laughs> Take a shot every time Miranda says Cody Pearson for the rest of this episode. Because she will not lay off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then Gordo walks up 
because you know those are his friends mm-hmm. hey hey guys and he has to be a uh, curmudgeon about everything they're ever cur- excited about is he the larry david of disney <laughs> <laughs> Curb Your Enthusiasm reboot starring Gordo when. Gordo. <laughs> um, Lizzie is filling them in on what happened. Mm-hmm. And I said, and then Lizzie goes, so guys, what are we going to do? The, I would have been like, we? what are we going to do? <laughs> we were there. What are you, we were there. What are you going to do? Well, of course, Gordo's grand plan I will say, oh wait, keep going. Gordo's grand plan is just for her to like <laughs> go to move Canada. to Canada and not address it. Here's the thing. I thought, now I've seen a little bit more. I mean, you've seen enough Lizzie McGuire yeah. and especially the movie to kind of get a sense of uh, the character of Gordo. Mm-hmm. I thought the way Gordo was um, throughout this episode, the majority of it, I just didn't think this tracked with the character of Gordo. Because he's supposed to be the most sensible friend. Yeah. The most grounded of them. <laughs> and he's like, yo, uh, yeah, just we're going to change your name. You're going to be Mizzy Laguire and you're going to move to Canada and we're never going to see you again. Maybe the situation itself is just so ridiculous that he can't think of a more logical yeah. plan than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then they go, she takes them outside to where it happened mm-hmm. and they're talking about it. And I was thinking... One, they are talking about this way too loud. Right. And they are at the scene of the crime <laughs> and trying to fix it. And I'm like, this is not how you sneaky your way out of a situation where anyone no. can get caught at any time. Well, isn't Kate uh, is just like walking around being like, I did that, me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, Kate doesn't care. No. She just, leave, she just leaves Lizzie to her own devices. And Lizzie, because she's... Lizzie McGuire is like, oh, I guess this is my fault now. Since I'm like, I would have been like, uh, that is not. No, me. I would have left that on the ground and been like, beats me. Right. Especially if Kate is literally standing in the courtyard going, I did that, me. Yeah, <laughs> like, Lizzie has a. This is Lizzie's guilt complex. I know, <laughs> but they like it they try to chew up a bunch of gum, which. So you're telling like. Yeah, so Gordo was like, oh, I have another idea. He has like a has, brain blast, a, like Jimmy Neutron. He has a vision. He has a vision. He like sits like forward Raven. and like rubs his head and he's like, I got it. <laughs> That's what Disney Channel went. Wait, visions. Um, where do they get the gum? That's a lot of gum to put on each side of the statue. Also, it doesn't look like gum. It looks like ground beef. It looks like silly putty. But they're like chewing it and they slap a bunch of it on there and try to stick the head back together and then stick the head back on, which of course doesn't work. Right. Like, but I just know they're going to have strong jaws after this week. No. Oh, Lizzie did say a funny line where um, somebody's like, why don't you just say that Kate did it? And she's like, because middle school doesn't have a witness protection program. <laughs> which is like, is I don't think Kate's going to beat you up. Well, she, you think she Kate's a fighter? To, I don't know. She would ruin Kate her life. Kate dresses like Kate dresses like a an Easter peep. <laughs> Kate wouldn't throw a punch at her. Kate would just ruin her life from the inside out and and smear her name and make it so that she could never <laughs> live in that town. I guess. I guess. I guess. Okay. Um, okay. The also but the they're splat like, maybe... like sound effect that they did when they pushed the heads together with the gum. Yeah, was it was so nasty. <laughs> 
so it obviously fails like we said and it falls to the ground and i think they're just like maybe no one will notice yeah because i think a couple of days go by before anything happens but we also before anything does happen we cut back to the boys (laughs) at mrs carabino's house and her opening line i wrote this down was, can I get anything for you, boys? Pimento loaf, bologna roll-up, lime gelatin mold? Lime gelatin mold. I, oh, weird and stinky foods. Uh, and then, so they, they're, so basically what they're going to do to earn money is go up to her attic or her bonus room and clean it out. Yeah. They do, they cut at the end, they do an exceptional job. For real, like, they should go into business together. And they're like, what, Tim? Yeah. It shows, you see, like, they're walking up, and this attic is covered in dust. There's, like, a bunch of crap everywhere. Covered in dust. Covered in dust. Like, Lanny turns around, covered in dust with a wig on. Well, yeah. (laughs) Hey, talk about jump scare. Have you ever been covered in dust with a wig on? (laughs) Boy, have I. Um, I, I I will say one of the best parts was Matt and Lainey just like looking at everything and Matt's like, wow, what a crazy room. And then it cuts to Lainey turning around with a wig, glasses on, and he had something else that in his fast. hand. <laughs> it literally was like, what is that scene from American Idol? What? With wig. You just say wig? That was Matt and yes, Lainey in wig. the attic. <laughs> And and us watching is. I also love. Can someone please tell me where what wig means? <laughs> I also loved how it was like two shots of them like flipping through her weird stuff, messing around, and then immediately just a shot of them laying on the completely clean floor with all of the junk gone. It was a very short. Liz McGuire is known for its montages, mm-hmm. and this was a very short. It's more of a mon. <laughs> and then she hands them the money. It's more of a, it's more of a mon instead of a talk. I also loved that before she sent them up to the attic, she gave an evil cackle. I looked into yeah. this woman that plays Mrs. Carabino. She does also make a second and? appearance as Mrs. Carabino on Lizzie McGuire. But do you remember? Oh, okay. So we have on recurring. Orange is the New Black. Um, when Piper was engaged to Larry in the first couple seasons. Okay. She plays Larry's yeah. mom on Orange is the New Black. Oh. I would never have guessed that. I, d- I thought she looked familiar, so I checked, and now I'm certain it wasn't from that. I think she <laughs> and then just when looks La- like... And then when Lanny had her wig on and glasses, you're like, oh, now oh, I now know. Now I see it. She was also in a couple episodes she of also gives it. She also gives them the money all in cash. Well, yeah, they don't have a direct deposit. <laughs> Mr. Carabino <laughs> goes, so Matt, what's your Venmo? What's your cash app? <laughs> Spiky hair, twenty five. That's the cash <laughs> app. So and Lanny's is no spiky. speak eighty four. <laughs> right. Lanny's is just dot 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 dot. Um. So then we cut to the uh, um. Mr. Mosby. Well, we're, we're back at school in this universe, and we're back at Kate school. Is still like proudly proclaiming that she knocked over the statue. Um. In. Big like country girl pigtails. She looks like a cocker spaniel. <laughs> she does. With her pigtails. She looks like she's about to hit the stage and sing I go walking after midnight <laughs> <laughs> searching for you. But 
she's like, well, what's the big deal? Like, it's been a few days that we haven't gotten busted yet. We're not going to get busted. And then immediately there's a voice over the intercom saying, everybody report to the gym for an emergency assembly. And he said, like, everybody. everybody. So everybody in the school. Yeah. And this How is many people are at this school? 42. <laughs> like, 42. I will say, um, so every major character of Lizzie McGuire is in this episode. Because they're at so the assembly? The, got, no, I'm just saying, like, you got the main cast, which is Lizzie, Gordon, Miranda, Mom and Dad, and Matt. Mm-hmm. And you got Lanny. Um, but you get all of, like, Lizzie's people. You got Kate, you got Ethan's in this episode, and you got Larry Tudgman. Who was that? Who, um, Larry Tudgman was like the weird guy who at the end came with the, the beret. Oh my gosh, the guy that stands up He's and a- thinks that the emergency assembly is about how he switched the science lab to the metric system. Yeah. That was foolish. He's in a lot, he's in a lot of episodes. Mm. Where was- So I was like, wow. I was about to say, where was Evan Peters, but that's not the right show. That's the film future. Well, the, the walk walk um, sound effects have me confused. He's very much, he's very like that character. But mm-hmm. I I wrote down I was like wow major major character. Oh, and this is where the Mean Girls motifs come back because everybody is okay. in a gym for an emergency assembly and the spring fling dance is at stake. And if somebody doesn't own up to doing the bad thing, the spring fling gets canceled. And Kate is if looks could kill, Lizzie would be <laughs> right. And th- this is where yeah. Mosby was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not, not Mosby, Mosby, but we can- he might as this well This is be. not our Mosby. He might as well be. Not our Mosby. This is when... So now the stakes have been raised yeah. that if someone doesn't come forward, um, the dance is going to be canceled. Which Miranda course- is up in arms about because she can't stop saying, Cody, Cody, Cody. Like, I finally have a date with Cody. If the, date gets- if the dance gets canceled, I don't go on my date with Cody. Uh-huh. And on the other side, um, so obviously Kate's not going to say anything. No, of course not. So Liz is like, well, uh, maybe I should say anything, and maybe I should or should I. So Miranda is saying, you have to, because I need to go on the date with Cody. And Gordo is saying, if you do that, you'll be known as a fink. Because <laughs> they're doing the three-way call. Yeah, of course. And I said, a fink? What in the 1950s... <laughs> 40s gangster movie a rat a ferret a doodad <laughs> <I'm> a <game. laughs> like literally he's like he's like, he's like see nobody i think see <laughs> so now we have and i did notice like lizzie had like a little poof going on yeah also in a pink outfit of course another pink outfit but then of course when she's sad at the end she's in all blue <laughs> she's, wait maybe that was on purpose maybe hmm. Hmm. well back to Costume our desire. rb plot which I thought. Uh, well, well, they got they got the bike, enough money for the yeah, bike. Yeah, which I thought was gonna end. While, while Lizzie's, <laughs> well, while Lizzie's on the phone. Yeah, my, uh, Matt comes. Matt comes running in and is like, "Bike time! Bike time!" <laughs> Something but he's like, like that. He's like, he's like dressed like Lance Armstrong. Yeah, they're well, you know, knee pads, elbow pads. You gotta promote it to the kids. No, he was like, he was in like a full like Olympic style. Yeah, biker he and Lanny are in matching it. tops and stuff. But it is revealed will- that. They only made the enough reveal. for the big reveal of this episode. <laughs> they only made enough for one bike, which I guess they made fifty dollars each, which is pretty good for what they yeah. did. I, I, I would say that's fair of like the chore. I they mean, did. for you both get for $50. the job that they did, she was probably like thinking she was going to pay them twenty, and then was like, "Damn!" 
tipped him a lot more. But I was like, well, You're why like, did why it. did y'all stop? Like, if you made fifty dollars each on one Saturday and you could get one bike, why not just do another Saturday and buy two bikes? You're right. Would be the logistical conclusion. But they have decided that they are just going to buy the one bike and share it, which the parents are both immediately like, that's not going to go well. And Joe is rocking a different hairstyle that we're not really used to. <laughs> that's what I noted. I said, Joe's letting her hair down, literally. <laughs> She's done with all the mess. She's tired. <laughs> that, this family is put- that this family is putting but her through. But they get outside and Matt is like, no, Lanny, like, I insist you ride the bike first. So Lanny takes off. And leaves Matt in the dust because it turns dust. to dark and Matt's still sitting on the porch. So Lanny can't talk. What if Lanny was lost this entire episode? That's true. But I'm choosing to believe eat. that he saw an opportunity and ran with it. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. So then Lizzie is going to sleep, but she has a nightmare. And it's a very strange footage. Of Gordo and Miranda, both in like black turtlenecks. Yeah. On this background where they pop up and they're like the angel and the devil in her dream, basically. And like their little clouded heads start bumping into each other and bickering. Um, which Cartoon Lizzie is like, I gotta I gotta stop eating before I go to bed. <laughs> which is so true. I just thought it was funny oh, that well, like Miranda's supposed to be doing an echo where she's like, I finally got a date. But it's just Lillane going, I finally got a date. Date date <laughs> yeah and then gordon's like think 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 and then the and then she has a vision of the the principal's statue head going in the middle of them well, she had a vision <laughs> Sorry. an image if you could gaze into the nightmare <laughs> you'd see God. your friends are fighting what would you do if you were in lizzie's situation would you tell i think yeah but i don't think i would say that i did it what would you say? I think I would probably have... say, like, look, Kate and I were but out you there. Have... Okay. It was an accident. We didn't mean to do it. And I was terrified uh-huh. to fess up. Like, it really, it was, it was an accident. It was. Because Kate didn't, like, say, like, she did say, ooh, this statue's ugly. Let's move it. But she didn't say, let's take the head off and break it in half. Yeah. So <laughs> if Kate, like, she could, because Kate likes to manipulate people. And, like, she's so nice. I also just so she could have. I mean, so we see the next morning, Lizzie is in all blue. She looks good, though. It's a good so fit. You know it's like means. a blue long sleeve top of, and she, a jean skirt. But she's out of her pink. She's out of which her means, pink. Which means she's not feeling. She should have worn her pink on pink because she always has to wear her pink on pink when she has to stand up for herself. But she didn't. Yeah, but she's not. But she's not feeling herself. She's not. She's sad. Um, she's like, I hope I did the right thing. And then another emergency assembly is called where Phil Lewis reveals. So. All, all students, all 45 of them show up to the gym. <laughs> and it's revealed that somebody came forward and the dance is back on, which it could have just ended there. But he's like, mm, yes, Lizzie McGuire was responsible. <laughs> I was like, why? And I was like, this principal needs to be. And she won't be able to um, attend the dance. Like, So like everyone, let's point at Lizzie and say, ha ha. <laughs> I'm, now I'm going to throw a cream pie at Lizzie from the podium. <laughs> Here, Lizzie, here are your clown shoes to match with your new clown nose and your new clown wig. <laughs> Literally. And then Kate is like, well, I knew it was her, but I just like, hee, 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 hee. Right. And then like, Lizzie, Lizzie and starts crying, and I felt so bad. <laughs> oh, at, at the assembly? Yes, I felt so bad. Well, like, well and then all the, all the kids, like Ethan and Tudgeman are like, 
yo, Lizzie, why'd you like knock off the head of the dead guy? And Gordo and Miranda are like, she didn't do it. She just said it so we could all go to the dance. Yeah. They're like, dang, Lizzie, thanks. That just feels like such a harsh punishment for somebody who didn't mean to do it, like doesn't have a bad track record. I'm wondering if she, how did she explain yeah. it? Yeah. Was she just like, I'm the one who knocked over the statue. Okay, you're not going to dance. Okay, bye. Or did she plead her case? I don't know. Because I feel like if she pled her case, like, hey, me, like, say she takes Kate of the equation. She says she's the one who knocked it over by accident. Like, say, hey, Kate and I were just looking at things for the dance, and we were seeing if we could move the statue, and I guess I hit it too hard, and it um, knocked over, and I was just afraid to say. Would that require suspension from the dance? I don't think so. Or, or, or is it more of the fact that she didn't come forward to begin with? Maybe. Like, I don't know. I just don't get it. But more more so than that, I don't get the public shaming and bashing. The public pulls. shaming, the public shaming was a bit too much. They would, like, schools would never do that. Like, people were never like, we found who put all the dish soap in the toilets, and it was Garrett J and Sarah F. <laughs> like, schools never do that. And if your school did, say, you have to tell us immediately. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you just have to just let it be vague. Right. But you know. Because, like, everybody's going to find out regardless. So you don't have oh, to yeah. add that fuel to the fire. Kick the Maguire when she's down. So, of course, speaking of kicking the Maguires when they're down, both of the children are slumped <laughs> in the kitchen so, in um, various sad positions, which the parents walk in. And Sam is like, the kids are quiet. It's nice. And Joe is like, no, something is wrong with them. She's like, no, you idiot. Matt is slumped over the stove. <laughs> Like, it's not like he's in his room working on a project. He is slumped over the stove. He's preparing for the worst. So, of course, the mom, like, they have to basically do all the parenting, and they talk to him about Lanny and the bike, and Matt gets on the phone with Lanny, and is like, no, you let me talk. Which? Ha, ha, ha. Ha. And then Joe goes over to Lizzie, and, and Lizzie is crying, and I just, like, I felt so bad. Like, the pit of my stomach okay. was, like, feeling so terrible for Lizzie. Can we talk about this scene for a second? Yeah. Because Hillary is acting her duff love. <laughs> no, she is, because she, like, genuinely made me feel so, like, bad for her. Is she the Meryl Streep of Disney Channel? Mayhaps. <laughs> Maybe trade in that trade in that Kids Choice Award for an Oscar after this performance. But when she explains like what happened, it's very funny because it's very much a teenage girl in a tizzy, like trying to explain something and not making a lick of sense. Where she's yeah. just like the dance and Kate and I didn't want to go to Canada, so we chewed up a bunch of bubble gum and now I can't go to the dance. And the mom starts tearing up too, I think, just because she's so confused. <laughs> just like Okay, um, so let's start from the beginning <laughs> yeah. here. But of course, they don't get a chance to finish because the doorbell Because some, someone's She's like, door. we're going to work on this when I come back. And in walks Gordo and... with a six pack. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not talking about abs here. No, I mean, clearly it's like a six pack of soda, but I thought it was just funny. Because it's, it's so nondescript that I was like, is that Miller? <laughs> what do you have? <laughs> He's like, here, Lizzie, here's here's to ease your troubles. And, like, Gordo shows up, Miranda shows up in an all-red, like, gothy outfit with, like, a fishnet shirt under big Wait, sleigh. wait, 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 but G- Gordo did bring donuts as well. He did. Donuts and beer. 
Don't answer. <laughs> the Homer Simpson combo. <laughs> um, and Miranda is there with Cody, and then the doorbell just keeps with ringing. A glorified extra. Correct. Who is? You could tell he. You could tell he was not prepared to be in front of the He's camera. He's like, uh. <laughs> He's like, I'm just a production assistant. Hello. <laughs> and then everyone keeps showing up. Which. And one of the kids is just like, show me where the tunes are and I'll, I'll turn oh, them on. Oh, that was Ethan. And the mom's like, okay. The, you know the mom was so excited. Joe's just like, you know, like okay. Like if I, if, you, if I was her and 20 middle, middle schoolers showed up at my house unannounced, I'd be like, um, wh- I don't have food. <laughs> I am not dressed. So they, so they said that like Gordo and Miranda, did they know both of them were coming? Each other were coming? Surely they must have. But it, everyone else just showed up out of nowhere. Yeah, because they're like, because you they are said, the party. We heard, yeah. we, you know, if you can't be at the party, we'll bring the party to you. Which, of course, yeah. Kate is left at the dance all by herself. Good. She had her comeuppance. And we get a nice scene about the friendship between Lizzie, Gordo, and Miranda. Yeah, it was very sweet. So I want to ask you a question. And this is a good thing. We can go, we can debate about this. So Disney Channel is known for famous trio of friends. Mm-hmm. I think that we have Raven, Chelsea, and Eddie, Miley, Oliver, and Lily, and then of course the originals, uh, Lizzie, Gordo, and Miranda. Yeah. Uh, you have um, it- uh, Louis and Tawny and yeah, <laughs> the other one. <laughs> but yeah, exactly the other one. Yeah, but you know, yeah. a lot. Um, in your opinion. Who is the best trio? Oh, I'm Raven, Chelsea, Eddie till the day I die. I'm, Man, I can't I, I budge the needle on that. I can't. And I'll I'll tell you why I think uh, Raven, Chelsea, and Eddie are the superior trio. Um, I think because in the case of the friendship between Lizzie, Gordon, and Miranda, Miranda disappears towards the end of the show, mm-hmm. and Lindsay and Gordo get together. You know. Yeah. And then on the other side with Miley, Lily, and Oliver, Lily and Oliver get together, but I think the friendship is blatantly more stronger with between Miley and Lily than it is Miley, right. Lily, and, and Oliver. They never have the the trio sense and the fact of like you sense that all three of these people would be there for each other in their time of crisis. Like maybe yes, but I feel like Oliver is more ready to make fun of somebody at the drop of a hat. Well, I think. I mean, I think it's just. I think it's just more blatant that Miley and Lily have a stronger friendship yeah. than Miley and Oliver I mean, there's do. Far, where... there's, there's far fewer plots that just involve Raven and Chelsea versus plots that just involve Miley and Lily. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I because th- And again, Oliver leaves towards the end of Hannah Montana yeah. too. So then it's just Miley and Lily. And, but, but I think that wasn't such a big difference. Because a lot of... Because I think the more the show went, Oliver was with Jackson. So right. it was just about Miley and Lily. And then with Raven, Chelsea, and Eddie, if it was a friend scheme, it would be Raven, Chelsea, and Eddie yeah. all the time. But I think of in terms of like who are the three people that are like genuinely very good friends to each other, I think Lizzie, Gordoman, Miranda, and Raven, Chelsea, and Eddie are probably on about the same um, yeah. caliber. But yeah, but best trio. Raven, Chelsea, and Eddie. Raven, Chelsea, Eddie. And because story. they bring the laughs. I, they, they bring, bring the, the laughs and they bring the heart. Like. They really, yeah. I, I and love no really, McGuire, and, and, and I love Hillary Duff, but this show does not have me in stitches like like No, Raven. but that's why Hillary that's why Hillary brought the dramatic episode. 
She's like, you're you're gonna get your um, you're gonna get your hearty horrors on Raven, but you but you're gonna get your heart. On I do think it's funny that um, even as the party continues, she just stayed in her blue sweatsuit with her hair up. She also has a boa like uh, Meryl Streep does in Mamma Mia. So. I know, but she Another wasn't just like, there. oh, well, everyone's here. Let me go upstairs and change yeah. and I'll come back down. She's she's at her house. Go upstairs. Put some on. Yeah, like put on what you were, I'm sure, going to wear to the dance. What do you think um, when they cranked up the tunes, what do you think the first song was? Well, we'll never to know because Disney just... Plus erases the musical history of <laughs> Lizzie McGuigan. Okay, but if you if you were in that situation. Aaron's party, come get it. <gasps> that would track with the show, too. I know. They're like, Lizzie, remember when you met him? She's like, yeah. <laughs> the guy at the DJ booth is like, ah, this guy? <laughs> ah, yeah. And then in high school, they, in high school, they, she's at a party. They play what dreams are made of. She's like, you guys. Like, you guys. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that was one time. <laughs> And then we cut to the bloopers that we always get with Lizzie McGuire, which I think are such a fun touch. I do like the bloopers. Because it's, it's a bunch of takes of Hillary Duff saying spling fling. It's like spling fling. Spling fling. fling. There was one where I th- they messed. I always think it's funny that they do the bloopers for the cartoon, too. I know. I, think we've talked That's about such this before. A, I always love when stuff does that. It's such a nice touch. Um, but there was one part where um, it's at the end and Lizzie, Miranda, and Gordo are doing like you guys are the best friends that anyone could ask yeah. for and hillary can't think of the line she's like wait what is it and the guy who plays gordo is like it says under his breath we're the best friend anyone could ask for I said, oh. well that's a lot to say from He's... somebody who was also seen fumbling his lines in those bloopers <laughs> well he wasn't making fun of hillary he was just making fun of how cheesy the line sounds i think eh. on his high horse eh. just like gordo right all right well i think it's time to bring back a segment that we haven't done in a while and of course i think liz mcguire is a great one it's time for your reading disney channel you're reading disney channel all right your reading disney channel is a segment we like to do on the podcast when we talk about a specific tv show episode or movie and since we're talking about the liz mcguire episode you're a good man liz mcguire we are going to be reading a scene from it uh becca today we are reading um i typed this one up for a change oh doing my, doing my part pulling my weight on the plow um we are doing the scene with kate and lizzie in the courtyard when the bust falls and breaks open all right um since you wrote it you get first dibs on the character you want to be um i'll do kate all Cartoon right. lizzie does and have I'll... one line in the middle Am I cart in my cartoon Lizzie again? Yeah. Sure. I'll do the swoosh so we know I'm cartoon Lizzie. <laughs> okay. Um all right. So you are Kate, I am Lizzie, and animated Lizzie. And here we go. And action. Okay, minor change to the dance theme. Instead of a spring fling, it's fashion week in Paris. Uh the school already voted Kate. Uh, fine. We'll compromise. Springtime in Paris. I say we put the Eiffel Tower over here, and people can enter from over there under a huge canopy of yellow roses. No. Pink. No. Yellow. Uh, no. Daisies. Roses are so expensive. Think Paris in the spring, Lizzie. Think, let's stay on the budget, Kate. Think twice before volunteering for anything. And we're going to have to get rid of Principal Baldy here. But where will all the pigeons sit? 
Walter Patterson, our first principal. Hey, you kids, cut that out. Whatever. It's a bird toilet and it's interfering with my romance vibe. Let's move it behind those bushes. Huh? No, Kate, wait, no! Oops. Well, problem solved. And scene. It's a bird toilet and it's interfering with my romance vibes is a wonderful excuse to get out of anything, I think. <laughs> Where will the... I forgot that line. Where will the pigeons sit? <laughs> Lizzie cares so much about the pigeons. Uh, it's her guilt complex. I know. Her guilt complex is on Lizzie, full display in this episode. It's Lizzie's, Lizzie's guilt complex. For real. Uh, all right. So what is the Disney Channel lesson we learned today? The Disney Channel lesson that I learned today is if you don't have to take the full brunt of a fall and you can think of a better way to state your case, maybe give that a try so you don't <laughs> you don't get your ass whooped. Um, I think my Disney Channel lesson is if you feel you're most powerful, um, think of a color on color palette for your mm. um, outfits mm-hmm. and then change them like a mood ring. So like your cho- your shows, your shows, your clothes can change like your mood does, like Lizzie did. When she was sad, she was wearing all blue. At the beginning, when everything was looking great, she was decorating for the dance. She was on pink on pink. And did you notice the boa, I think, was pink? It might have been a little orange. Close but enough. Either way, it wasn't blue. <laughs> <sighs> all right. If people want to see how you are a think, <laughs> we're going <laughs> to... Where could they find you? Can you can find me being a fake, see? On Instagram and Twitter at Heyo, it's Becca, H-E-Y-O, Becca's Records on TikTok, Becca Stogner on YouTube, and my other podcast, YGSSG Podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group, on all the socials. Um, and if you want to follow me on any of the social medias, I'm at Real Hunter Martin on Instagram or H. Cameron Martin on Twitter. But if you want to keep up to date on anything about this podcast, we're at the Time Machine Podcast on all the social medias we're on instagram twitter tiktok just type out the time machine podcast you'll find us there rate and review us on apple Podcasts. give us a rating and give us a review on apple Podcasts. if you do we'll read your review out on the next episode and we'll show you some love right back uh, give us five stars on spotify if you are ever so kind uh talk to us on uh all the social medias dm us tell us what you like tell us what you don't like Tell us what you want to hear and tell us what you don't want to hear because we want everyone listening to have so much fun listening to this podcast as we have making it. All right, y'all. Next week, we will be back at it with some more fun stuff. But until next time, we will see you later, time travelers. Always book your seatbelts.